Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. Uh, Man, you're in for a treat today because we have with us in the house, literally in the house, also the Worship Catalyst Studios. Also the place where I watch TV. Also the, <laughs> the place where the dog sits and looks out the window. Uh, we have with us Nicole Palos. How's it going, Nicole? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nicole is our um, director of production for, I, I, it's a new title every time I introduce yeah. you. So today like it's the director. At least it's always director-ish director level. level. Yeah, that, director level. That's right. And this is Cami, director Hello. of operations. Always great to have Thank co-founder you. of Worship Catalyst with us. Good to be here in my front living room. And also Ben Lunn. <laughs> Hello. The director of Hubs. Hubs. So, um, man, uh, hub man, everybody's got a director job here. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, the thing that we're talking about today in the, in the podcast is we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about who Worship Catalyst is, why we exist, and how you can get even more involved. Uh, than you are more than just, you know, listening and learning. And so um, Worship Catalyst began in 2007 with a desire to ignite worship ministries in new churches. And so pretty soon, starting in our our little uh, beginning hub there in Tucson, Arizona, uh, we started helping 10, 15 churches. And then we expanded with Ben Lund opening a hub here in Las Vegas a few years after that. And then uh, many cities around the country and one in Guatemala uh, where we have teams of people who work with new and underserved churches to help them have really strong, engaging worship ministries, ultimately so that those churches can be more effective at reaching their communities with the gospel. And um, the three areas that we are spending time and energy and focus on these days, uh, the first area is in these cities that I just talked about. Ben is in charge of that, and he leads all of these city leaders. We call them connectors. And what are two or three things, Ben, that are the most important things that you think those uh, connectors do in the cities? Yeah, I think uh, one of the big things is is creating those relationships that you know, a lot of cities might feel disconnected or disjointed, especially, you know, I would say even more so in response to COVID. But I think that a big responsibility that these guys have is not only to help resource underserved churches, but also to help create some sort of community, some sort of unity aspect that kind of helps tie these churches together. Cause they're, they're not just providing resources for these new churches. They're helping other churches see the value in helping other churches too. So, yeah, I love that, man. So I love that idea where when a, when a new path, what a church, like a church plant pastor or a, a pastor that's struggling or whatever, when we get to sit down, one of our connectors gets to sit down with them and say, hey, we're going to help you. We're going to yeah. help you make this. Yeah, I think that's really just such a life-giving thing that we get to do with pastors yeah, all over sure. the country. So awesome. So that's really uh, has always been a bread and butter core thing that we do in these, in these other cities. But of course, there's more cities in the world than just those few <laughs> that we're a part of. And so um, the second thing that we're really focusing, putting time and energy and, and um, effort into, and really why Nicole is now an official part of our team um, and staff, is that we are building more and more resources that are video and um, podcast-based to be able to serve 
not only hundreds of churches and worship leaders, but thousands, uh, ultimately. And so um, some of those are this podcast, Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. Some of that is um, a, a brand new uh, a weekly video that we're going to be putting out on Instagram TV, IGTV, right? Mm. Mm. IGTV. So cool. That's so cool when you say that. <laughs> so edgy. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's called two minutes on worship that's basically a theology a two-minute study on what the bible says about worship and i'm telling you i'm amazed as we have mentored worship leaders through the years there's a lack of information that they have in terms of what the bible really says about it so we're doing that as well as some longer uh, uh longer video series on various aspects of being a great worship leader and so uh, uh nicole is our director of production today. Uh, she is really putting her focus, energy, and time into that, and she's uh, she's awesome and, and great at that. Yes, she is. The third area then is the the kind of the more in person as well as mentoring that we get to do. Kind of the more, uh, and some of that is worship leader essentials. The class, which is which is a five month mentoring process that starts with a two day class with worship leader and a pastor together in a room, really hashing out the mission, vision, values, and strategies of their church as it relates to worship ministry. And then when that two days is over, the worship leader, we get to spend five months with them, uh, just me mentoring them. And we've taken over a worship, a thousand worship leaders through that process alone uh, in, through the years in the last decade. So there's that. And then we also teach in conferences and we also have some other, you know, just one-on-one -on -one mentoring that we do. And I want to talk a little bit more about that mentoring process at the end of this podcast, but enough of that. I want to move on. So those are like the three areas of worship catalyst right now, where we focus and put energy to help churches and to help leaders. But I want to spend some time with all of us, just kind of telling a story or two about, you know, how, what the progress has been, like what difference are are either ourselves, like the four of us, or the people on our teams, or whatever. What's going on that's making a difference in uh, around around the world? And so, Cammy, um, you want to start? Yeah, sure. So, you know, just to follow up what you were talking about with our worship leader essentials, um, I have a story from a lady that that wrote to us after she finished that five month of mentoring, and she her name is Joan. She lives in Texas, and she wrote. I took on the position of worship leader over a year ago on a temporary basis because I felt like I was unqualified. So it was just until they could find a professional, experienced worship leader. With our budget in this area, we could not find one. So I kept on picking songs relative to the sermon to encourage and enhance the message, just like I thought I was supposed to do. I found that I loved picking songs, but wanted to do a better job of involving the congregation and reaching them spiritually in song. I didn't know how I was going to do that, but I prayed and started researching worship leader tips online. I had just started implementing some changes when I was offered the chance to participate in the Worship Callist Worship Leader Essentials program. I'm so glad I did. I see worship leading as more of a ministry now than just being a song leader. And this program has given me the tools to reach people for Christ through the worship service instead of just being part one of a two-part service. I learned that you have to have flow that interacts with the crowd and energizes and revitalize, revitalizes and tells a story, mm. a gospel story. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Man, that is so good. Isn't that cool? It's yeah. exciting. Well, I love the way that she was in a place of need at that time and didn't even know that there was a resource that could help yeah. her. And then it just like, <laughs> boom, it just dropped in her lap. Yeah. yeah. 
perfect time. Yeah, only God can do that. So I feel yeah. like it's a lot of people that kind of come into contact with us is not really like, you know, there's a lot of resources out there for worship now, but I think some of that might feel very high church or big church kind of feel, but I feel like we 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 find a good niche for people of oh, I didn't realize that I could I, I needed this or, you know, like this this could be so practical and so helpful. Like we find ourselves a lot in those spaces. Yeah, that's really good. Hey Ben, why don't you tell a story, man? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that came to mind for me when thinking about, you know, the impact and 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 how far worship catalyst impact goes is, you know, I started around 2010 with with Austin and and kind of meeting people here in the city. And then over the course of I would say the 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 heyday of church planning in Vegas, you know, there was I felt like there was just this constant influx like every every other month or so there was like a new pastor, a new planter, someone moving here or interested in moving here. And so through the course of that time, meeting with all these pastors and building those relationships and getting that kind of initial hub set up off the ground, you know, what happened around like 2015, 2016 was there was now this, this pool of people that was, you know, I had relationships with, they had relationships with each other because we were collaborating with, all these churches across the city that were, you know, from one church that would say, I'd, I'd help give a musician or I'd help train a worship leader. I'd sit down with this pastor. I'd help with this. And it was just this great collaboration that eventually kind of morphed into this, Hey, let's, let's do something together. It didn't just feel like, you know, let's just do a worship night, but we were able to actually partner with a lot of the churches that we were starting with to, to, to record an, an album together. And oh, yeah. that was, that was something that was really cool. Cause it wasn't just this, let's just sing these other songs, but each church, and these are churches that we had worked with and helped equip. And these were also churches that were helping equip those churches. You know, it was all of us together. It was churches that had been around for 10 plus 20 plus years, as well as churches that had been around for three or four or five. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really great moment to kind of, to see and reflect that over those years that worship council was able to facilitate this collaboration between these churches that allowed them that, I mean, honestly, across denominational lines, across all kinds of, you know, what would typically be like, you know, divisions or barriers that these churches were able to come together to, 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 they wrote their own songs for their own churches and then do those together. And then all those proceeds and all that energy was, was used on a, on a, on a, uh, on a local ministry here in, in the city and a local cause here in the city that was on everybody's heart. And so all those things kind of stemming from, those churches working together and creating that impact. And so I thought that was just kind of a really cool moment. So we did that for several years, making that album and those albums and adding more churches that we, as we went along. I love that so much, man. Yeah. You know, there's something about doing, a, it seems like, I don't mean this in a bad way for pastors or anything, but it does seem like that worship we've seen in city after city, that worship ministry is the thing that breaks down that barrier more than like uh, any other ministry that, might yeah, happen. Like it that. really does. Yeah, it really does. That's cool. And I love that you focus too, not just on these full-time, there's just not really what half a dozen full-time worship <laughs> right. in Las Vegas. <laughs> right. But it's like people that are, you know, just normal, Work, uh, working their nine to five blue collar <laughs> worship leaders. Yeah. Right? I feel like I'm one of those, Yeah, but just normal people, you know, that are leading. So that's really great. Man. And you have a blue collar on right now, but no one else can see that. So <laughs> I'm, really well. I'm literally blue collar. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was going to tell to, uh, you know, not only has Ben done a good job at, at building that collaboration among worship leaders and churches in the city, but he also piloted our nine-month worship leader development process called Worship Leader Intensive. Um, by the way, I remember the day that 
uh, we named that. Do you remember that? We were sitting in here. Yes, I do. And Cammy walks through and she goes, what are you guys doing? I said, we're just uh, finishing up developing this whole worship leader nine month process. And uh, we need a, we're like working on trying to figure out a name. And, <laughs> and so she goes, well, tell me about, you know, tell, what are, and I said, well, it's kind of like worship leader essentials, but it's way more intense. And she goes, Worship leader intensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so creative. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was great. <laughs> so we're like, oh wow, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, one of the people that came through worship leader intensive in that pilot program was a girl named Leah. Um, nine months long, a uh, lot of reading, a lot of work, a lot of leading, a lot of activity, a lot of checking back in and spiritual development, musical development, leadership development, worship planning development, all those kinds of things that go along with it. And, um, and so Leah was in there uh, along with the other guys. And what kind of, how would you describe her um, like progression through that, through yeah. that time? Yeah. Something I like about the, the the reason the reasoning behind that process was was we we want people to come from a place of not really having any sort of church planning experience or any sort of like maybe they have been in a role like that before and really as soon as they get done with that process being able to be in a in a church plant world and so for her it was hey we we really want this to be a you know she 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 was somebody that was around worship, new worship, that kind of thing, but didn't really have a lot of those leadership capabilities, but just was kind of like that, that person that's just around the worship circle. I'm sure if you're listening to this and you know, like, oh, I know four or five people that are, they, they have a base skill set of just kind of knowing or being around that. They're not totally green to it, but they just, they're just very, they're just, they know a little bit here and there. And so it took her from kind of that, like, I'm a singer and I know how to lead worship into this. I know how to lead the ministry of worship. Yeah. And so, and that was kind of the whole reasoning of us doing this was, you know, we can't necessarily get someone from zero to a hundred, but we can get someone who's a four or a five yeah. and push them up to a, a, a you know, yeah. an eight or nine or something. Like if so, they never, if they can't hold a tune, yeah. we can't help them. We can't. <laughs> but, if, but if they've been around and, and we know this too, like so many church planters need those people that are, that are in those spaces that, that can, still lead and are and are capable of learning the process of of leading a leading a church plant in that and so being very targeted and specific about how this training goes it's it's for those people that are hey you you're around this ministry and then in a few months you can, you're going to go and be leading that ministry. love that man so That's just so giving great. them that so. well and so to follow up on that so Leah just kind of you know think about her for just a second but there's uh the church that Cammy and Nicole and I helped start Common Ground Church in Las Vegas. Um, we decided to take on a guy to plant him in North Las Vegas, just like 15 minutes or 20 minutes away from us. And um, uh, he started asking, of course, COVID slowed down the launch, but he started asking us a few months before, um, here's a few things that I need. And one of them's a worship leader. And like probably every three or four weeks, he would text me and say, any luck on a worship leader, any luck on a worship leader. And we were asking everybody, you know, a lot of people that we thought, and it just so happened that uh, just a few weeks before their first preview service, Ben decided to check in with Leah just to see what she had been doing. And um, she was not leading at a church fully. I mean, she was engaged in a worship team or something like that. And so, you know, you never know if people are going to 
get along or not. So we had Russ and Leah connect and sure enough, I mean, it was like magic and they, they, you know, Leah just loved what Russ was doing in planting and Russ loved what, who, what Leah brought uh, as a worship leader. And they ha- are working together now on this church plant. And Leah, I saw a post just the other day on Instagram. Uh, she, she posted this great thing about how um, she just loved how Jesus had brought her through that p- process mm-hmm. and then into a place of serving in a church, but always just feeling like I need a place. Like, I feel like I'm ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just the exact right thing at the exact right time. And I'm just so thankful that we get, that we get to be a part of not only like connecting those two, but also getting her ready to be connectable, you know? It's awesome. How about you, Nicole? Yeah. So, um, in each of the the cities that we're in, each of the hub cities, there's uh, a connector, but there's also a technology leader in those cities. And as everybody knows that 2020 was a crazy year and churches had to um, change at the turn of a hat, like small churches that had never, ever even thought about doing video or live (laughs) stream or almost against it. (laughs) Yeah. Who are probably against (laughs) it or recording anything um, had to suddenly turn around and learn how to do this. And so one of the ways we've been able to serve in this, this past year is really helping those churches do that. And so we have a, a letter here from Travis, he's a pastor out in Kansas City, and um, he just wrote this. Um, Michael Michalczyk has helped me with some pressing issues with our audiovisual systems at the church, and I just wanted to let you know how great of an experience it was. He was not only not knowledgeable, but persistent to solve a problem with our projection system. He has been very helpful before, but his willingness to keep at it until he solved the problem this time was worthy of at least telling somebody how great of a job he did. Thanks for the ministry. Keep helping churches work to build God's kingdom on earth. That's awesome, man. Yeah, really <laughs> great. Yeah. Mike is not only our technology coordinator in Kansas City, he's actually our national uh, kind of technology go-to leader. Uh, and so he helps us with a lot, of, a lot of churches around the country. I think a really unique thing that I've always loved and felt called to since the beginning of Worship Catalyst is to help new churches and even underserved churches free of charge and 14 years later that's exactly what's happened you know we've we've not charged a church we've not charged a new or underserved church a penny ever in anything that we've ever been able to do to serve them hundreds of churches Um, some of them partner with their you know their local denominations or whatever to kind of um, go through certain training processes or whatever that we offer, but but at the end of the day, it's a really great, awesome thing for us to be able to kind of put that servant towel over our arm and and roll up our sleeves and get dirty and help these churches and not have some sort of big bill because churches like that don't have money anyway, and we don't want to be a burden to them. We just want to be a help. And the way that we've been able to do that all this time is because we have amazing part financial partners that are either you know, just individual people or churches, some organizations that have done that through the years. And, um, and what we want to say to you on this podcast, hopefully this has been, you know, informative and you see the, the benefit and the difference that God's made through, through Worship Catalyst. And hopefully he's made a difference in your life just through some of, some of the podcasts that you've been able to listen to. But I want to, I just want to ask you to consider a couple of things. One of them would be to become a partner with Worship Catalyst. Um, if you're someone who has received and listened and things like that, or, or you know, maybe you just consider yourself a patron, and um, 
you know, Ben talks about this sometimes, how sometimes people just want to be patrons. They just want to say, look, we just want to provide so that you can continue to do what God's called you to do. And you get to, you get to benefit from it, you know, and uh, you benefit from everything that, that we create because we create it all for free, you know? And um, so maybe you would consider just being a monthly donor at whatever level that is, you know, even if that's a small amount. And I had a, a donor one time tell me, uh, he goes, I really want to uh, support Worship Catalyst, but I'm just embarrassed by how small of an amount that would have to be right now in my life. And I said, you know, I was like, why, why would you ever be embarrassed by that? I mean, you do what, you do what God wants you to do, period. And there's, there's nothing, you don't have to worry about that at all. Mm-hmm. So whatever that might be, you can go to worshipcatalyst.com slash give, and um, you can immediately, just within a few seconds there, sign up and, and become a partner. Another way to think about that, and the second way is, we would love for your church to, to participate with Worship Catalyst as a missions partner. I know that your church, just like everybody's church, um, gives money to mission organizations and gives money to missionaries uh, that are out there doing the work of God. And so um, one of the things that we, we always provide is um, a way to think about that is, is if that ch- if we could mentor you as a worship leader, you know, let us spend a few months walking you through one of our processes that we have for worship leaders. And then in exchange for that, maybe your church would um, have the opportunity to, to add us into their mission. So we wouldn't charge you for the mentoring necessarily, but, but they would, they would um, you know, make Worship Catalyst one of, their mission, uh, one of their missionaries, one of their mission organizations that they support for maybe two or three years or more. You know, maybe we could develop a, a long-term relationship where we could support you and you could support us. And then a third way to think about that is if you have a connection with a convention or with a, like, a, like some sort of denomination or whatever your church is a part of, and maybe you could talk to somebody about them letting us come in and do Worship Leader Essentials or do another training event that we do, and you have that relationship and could kind of, kind of foster that for us, we would, we would love to be able to do that, uh, to just have the opportunity to serve your state or your city or your, you know, your region in a larger way for multiple churches at one time. That would be amazing. So those are just some opportunities, uh, and we would love for you to consider being a, being, a, being a part of Worship Catalyst so we can continue to do what God's asked us to do. So anything else, guys? That's good. Good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Cammie. All right. Very good. And uh, just uh, continue to hit subscribe. Continue to be a part of what we do, worshipcatalyst.com slash give if you want to have a partnership with us, or just email Cammy. If you're thinking about one of these other opportunities for mentoring, uh, you just go to uh, cami at worshipcatalyst.com. Oh, also you could go to worshipcatalyst.com slash mentoring. M-E-N-T-O-R-I-N. Okay. So anyway, you can find it. All right. We'll see you next week on the podcast. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.